For the cold-blooded babies crawl all over you. When a fifth comes along, you grab it by the tentacles, swing it over (laughs) your head, and hurl it into the stands. Fuck all of you, you say. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, roaches and worms. I'm Toddy Tondera, and welcome to my audio thrifting diary. I scour through secondhand items, searching for vibrant vintage, useful unusuals, big budget bangers, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, and good garbage. Each week, we curate a thrift haul, dive into the details, play some games, and maybe even a few surprises. I'm still sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? When I go to the ice cream shop, I like to choose my own flavor. I like to choose the toppings. I'm a gummy bear guy, sprinkles guy, maybe some rainbow ice cream underneath. But today we're not choosing ice cream even though it's summer. Today we're choosing our own adventure in a very special episode. But first things first, uh, if you listen to the last piece that I did this week, a small mini commercial is going to happen again. Uh, me, Toddy Tondera, the host of Thrifty Podcast. Hi, how are you? Thrifty itself is up for Best Podcast Award in Pittsburgh. To vote for it, you go to pghcitypaper.com or bit.ly, which is bit.ly backslash thrifty2022. So again, pghcitypaper.com or bit.ly backslash thrifty2022 to vote thrifty for best podcast in Pittsburgh. Thanks so much. Also, me, myself, Toddy, I'm also under the category you can vote the same way, but it's for best person to represent Pittsburgh to alien. So I'm, I'm up for that. And that would be a valid and embarrassing award to win. So if you feel like voting, PJH City Paper, best podcast for thrifty, best person to represent Pittsburgh to aliens. Thank you. But back to the show. What we're doing today, as I mentioned, is we're choosing our own adventures, representing the Fake Ritual podcast, A Fool's Guide to Pop Culture and the Occult, welcoming back who holds one of the thrifty deities right now, the man of mystery, Lucas Sloppy. Welcome back to the Thrifty Couch, bud. Yes, thank you for having me again. Yes, so a few weeks ago, we did an episode on hats. During that episode, uh, we did some trivia, and that week, trivia uh, dictated who uh, walked home with the deity, and you were a first-time winner, and you got the troll deity, which uh, at Thrifty Podcast, you could see the the couple of weeks you had with the troll. So how was the troll behaved? He was behaving pretty well. He hung with uh, my cats and our neighbor's rabbit, and then he just kind of chilled on our liquor cabinet. Throughout the week, so you know he's just kind of guarding it, probably eyeballing it. I don't know if he took any sips or not, but 
Well, there's no worse for wear. So that's that's interesting because the deities' uh, other houses, the troll deities' house that it's been hanging out in, uh, DJ Lil's house, my house. There's a lot less liquor here, so <laughs> you may have introduced some bad habits to this oh, troll. No, but we're welcoming you back today because yes, you do hold a deity, and on this show we play games for deities. So this week's episode, Roach Ritual. Two, and if uh, for folks who listen to the Roach Ritual number one, we read "Choose Your Own Adventure" Goosebump books to one another. Uh, we took turns reading the books, and the other person decided the adventures that we would go on. So today, Lucas, I brought you here for just a two-person thrifty episode to put the deity on the line with these "Choose Your Own Adventure" books. So the plan is, I will read my Choose Your Own Adventure, you will pick the destinations, and if you end up living, and then when I choose the adventures in your book, and I end up dying, you could go home with the troll deity. Or, it could be the other way around. You could get yourself killed in my adventure, and I could somewhat succeed in yours, and I could win the deity. Or... We both make it out alive, and we mutually decide who had the quote-unquote better ending. Okay, okay. Does that seem like a a likable way to uh, defend the deity? It's not been defended this way uh, quite like this before. I think it's, yeah, it's a little uh, uh, trickstery Mm -hmm. to make up a word, which I feel like the troll would definitely approve of. So I feel like he's he's always smiling, but he's smiling right now. Especially if he's had a couple drinks in him. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, this week, again, we're going to be reading some R.L. Stein's Give Yourself Goosebumps. So cuddle up to your partner. uh, Give a call to your mom to say goodnight because it's about to get spooky in here. So uh, my book I'm reading today, and both of these, a little spoiler alert, both of these have return in the title, signifying the second time we've done this. But I'm a roller coaster fan. I'm a theme park fan, and I've been watching Roller Coaster 3 Tycoon videos uh, online all week, which I was showing Lucas a little bit of that as somebody was making it a tiny park. <laughs> yeah, just stacking it up, stacking it up. <laughs> Stack it up the rides in a tiny park. And the book that I'm going to be reading today that Lucas will be choosing the adventures from is uh, number 22, Return to the Carnival of Horrors. And on the front, you have a bunch of ghost people riding what seems to be a very dangerous roller coaster. So I'm going to read the back here. Lucas, it's the ride of your life. Again. Oh no. Could it be? Yes. You're back at the Carnival of Horrors. You escaped the first time. But Big Al, the evil carnival manager, wants your, wants your second visit to last forever. You've got to get out of there before midnight. If you win three midway games, you have a chance. But the games are horrifyingly hard. Like Quest. if you pick the wrong number, the penalty will really blow you away. Maybe you should look for a way out on the rides, but watch out for the roller coaster. It's a steer-yourself roller coaster filled with ghosts. 
The choice is yours in this scary Goosebumps adventure that's packed with over 20 super spooky endings. So that's what you're going to be dealing with, Lucas. So um, as we go through here, if you've never heard of these or read these before, at the bottom of some of these pages, it gives you some options, whether to do one thing or the other. And depending on the page, you're going to turn to that page, and Lucas is going to be directing the ship here to see if he could hold on to one of the thrifty troll deities. So let's get it going. Now, before I start reading, um, as far as theme parks amusement parks lucas uh have you had some success having fun in them before and do you see yourself making it through this one yeah i love uh amusement parks I haven't been at least since before the pandemic but where i live in braddock hills actually overlooks kennywood hell and I yeah can see the newest coaster the steel curtain the steeler themed roller coaster from my window so hopefully i will get to ride it in the next year but beyond that I think uh, I have what it takes to get through this Let's amusement hope. park. And I ghost, what was that? The roller Ghoster? Roller if that ghoster. isn't already a ride, it should be. And I'm going to try to get on that thing. Yeah. And, and I myself grew up, uh, there's a local theme park here called Kennywood. And that's what we were talking about. There's a relatively new in the past five, six years, a steel curtain steeler roller coaster, which artistically looks like dog shit. Yes, it looks awful. <laughs> it looks like dog shit. And it goes through the center of the park and it completely ruins like so like the composition of so many things. Do you have a favorite coaster at Kennywood? Uh, probably just the Phantom's Revenge or Thunderbolt. Nothing nothing you wouldn't think that's like I'm I'm a big roller coaster guy. Um, I don't like the spinny stuff. Even the merry-go-round I'm a little weird on. Yeah. But the roller coasters, I can do them all. And I think, yeah, if anybody hasn't been to Kennywood, go at least for the wooden coasters. Yes. I find them to be actually the most thrilling because of the rickettiness. <laughs> yeah. They're slow enough for you to you know, perceive yeah. possible Yeah, we have one called the death. Jackrabbit here at Kennywood um, in Western PA that you kind of get jacked out of your seat. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember as an eighth grader, when I get jacked out of your seat, I would swear, because back then, very uncommon to do that as a child. So that was my fun time to do that. Ja <laughs> Sorry, jacked in your seat just sounds like a way different thing. Yeah, and that's why mind. I was swearing. <laughs> so let's see if we can get you jacked in your seat, yeah. shall we? <laughs> So, number 22, return to the Carnival of Horrors. Ah, you scream. You sit straight up in bed. The room is pitch black. Your heart pounds in terror. You take a shaky breath. It was only a bad dream, you tell yourself. The same bad dream you always have. About the Carnival of Horrors. That terrifying carnival came to your town last summer. But instead of taking the usual rides and playing the same hokey games you had to fight for your life somehow you escaped you sigh and lie back down your eyes begin to adjust to the darkness hey wait this isn't your room turn to page two mm. you open your mouth to scream again then you realize where you are you're in your bedroom on your aunt and uncle's farm they invited you and a friend for a visit your door opens and your friend Patty steps into the room. You woke me up, she complains. I don't know which is worse. You are that dopey, noisy rooster, she peers at your sweaty face and rumples sheets. Dreaming about the carnival of horrors again? You nod. 
Patty was trapped at the carnival with you. <laughs> you guys are awake. Your cousin Floyd pokes his head into your room. Amazing. You're never up this early. Floyd is a year younger than you and Patty, but he towers over you both. He's really skinny and wears thick glasses. He's a computer whiz, but also a total klutz. Um, it's not often that you see two words in one sentence end with a Z, but we got that in whiz and klutz. It's a good sign. Good sign. Want to help me milk the cows, he asks? Poor cows. Floyd will probably trip and knock them over. <laughs> so I guess, yeah, the real klutz here. That's hot. Knock a cow over? Yeah, you gotta be like a towering. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think that would be like, if you'd be like, you know how strong he is? I saw that guy knock a cow yeah. over. Computer whiz, I think the boy needs to play football. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we have to get dressed, you tell him. You sniff the air. Mmm, pancakes. And eat. Good morning. Aunt Elle greets you when you get downstairs. She brings a platter of pancakes to the table. We have a big surprise for you kids, she announces. Find out what that is on page three. A surprise, Patty says. Is there a new movie, you ask? <laughs> the, lo the, the local theater has only one dinky screen. It's been showing the same gooey love story for weeks. Better than that, Aunt Elle says, a carnival has come to town. A carnival? You choke on your pancake. You guys go without me. I think I'm coming down with the uh, uh, whooping cough. You cough a few times. They're not buying it. <laughs> Nonsense, Uncle Steve declares. You don't want to miss a treat like this, but you do want to miss it. After the carnival of horrors, you never want to see another carnival again. You turn to Patty for help. No luck. Great, she cheers. Can we go tonight? You give her a stunned look. Lighten up, she whispers to you. It won't be that carnival. It will be fun. You can't argue your way out of it. By evening, you're all in your uncle's pickup truck driving to the carnival. Turn to page four. So uh, my understanding is the adults, like we have discussed on your time on my yeah. podcast and my time on your podcast, the adults are clueless the as to the fact that these children were subjected to this the type horrors. of ghost trauma. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, well, Patty is that her? Patty, did you say? Yeah, Patty, she's no help. She's no help either. Either so, Patty. Maybe if both kids were like, I don't feel like doing it. But Patty, who was subjected <laughs> yeah. to the carnival of horrors before. She says, well, it's not that carnival, and you yourself had a dream the night before about it. It's not that carnival, because I, I said so. Hop out here, kids, Uncle Steve says. He pulls up to the large, colorful arches that mark the entrance to the carnival. We'll park and meet you at the cotton candy stand. You, Floyd, and Patty scramble out of the pickup. You gaze at the huge carnival in front of you. It's bigger than some shopping malls you've seen. A roller coaster towers above the fairgrounds. Giant mechanical dinosaurs swing their heads back and forth over the high surrounding fence. Cool, you murmur in spite of your fear. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> Me during sex. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Come on, Patty cries. She and Floyd charge through the entrance. You follow more slowly, still feeling the nervous. Relax, you tell yourself. Carnivals are fun, remember? You step through the entrance. 
you hear whistles and bleeps coming from the midway. It must be at least three blocks long, lined by booths filled with flashing video games. At first, the blinking lights and blaring music dazzle you. Then you realize the booths look similar. So does the castle looming at so does the castle ahead of you loom? And the haunted house is still perched on that hill? Oh no, we gotta get out of here, you gas. This is definitely the carnival of horrors. Oh, it's back. So we're on page five now, and at the end of page five here is going to be our first decision coming up for you, Lucas. So you will decide what happens at the bottom of this page. Get out of here, Floyd repeats. We just walked in. You'd understand, you whale. This is a carnival of horrors. It's run by terrible creatures. They try to trap people here forever. Patty glances. You watch the color drain from her face. This is the carnival of horrors, she whispers. Uh-oh, we're in big trouble. Floyd glares at you and then Patty. Quit trying to scare me, he complains. It's not funny. Believe me, this is no joke, you tell him. And if we don't find a way out of here, we may wind up as a carnival prisoner ourselves. Floyd gazes at you at the moment. You can tell he doesn't believe you. Then he shrugs. Fine. Let's say this is some kind of monster carnival. What do we do now? Maybe they haven't noticed us yet, you say. We could mix in with the crowd on the midway and sneak back out. But last time, we used the rides to escape, Patty argues. If you go to the midway, turn to page 59. If you head for the rides, turn to page 122. So it's been said in the last book, you made it out through the rides. Uh, but there's another opinion that says maybe if you just go back through the midway, you won't be recognized. So midway, 59, rides 122. What do you think? Oh, the midway seems too easy, but the, the glaring, you know, the convenience of escaping the same way as we did last time also seems too obvious. Yeah, I doubt we would escape the same way, but... I like I like Patty's just, you know, go I keep just making up words for this show, but yeah, forgive yeah. me. Uh, the go-get-itiveness of Patty is the one that got your ass here at this carnival. Keep did. in mind. Keep in mind. She did, but yeah. I don't know. I just appreciate she's, you know, she's at least, bra she's brave or stupid, and yeah. I appreciate both of those things. So I'm going to go with Patty's suggestion, and let's go towards the rides. Let's go towards the rides, page 122. So at home, if you were saying go towards the rides, we are, because you are a part of this. You get to pick and say where we messed up, that's for sure. All right, so uh, let's go to 122 here. Let's head for the rides, you decide. I think it might be easier to escape from one of those than the, from the midway. You can feel Floyd trembling as he clings to you. He walks so close, you trip over his big feet. Patty takes the lead, as usual. <laughs> the people around you wear old-fashioned clothes. A nearby girl holds up her long skirt with gloved hands. A man with a handlebar mustache tips his straw hat as you pass. Oh, I guess they're just in Shadyside, Pennsylvania. <laughs> That's all. 
A nearby girl, for some reason, is a funny phrase to me. A nearby girl. <laughs> hey, that girl's nearby. Yeah, yeah right? right. Ah, is that a girl nearby? <laughs> uh, attention, attention, a voice booms. You recognize that voice. That's Big Al, the horrible manager of this vile carnival. You glance back at the midway and gasp. The wheel of fortune has stopped spinning. The rifle games have stopped popping. And all of the computer games are projecting something horrible on their screens. Big Al's big face. And he's staring straight at you. No use trying to get away, his voice echoes out of every speaker in the carnival. We are going to get you. Yikes. Turn to page 111. Uh Uh-oh. So Big Al is closing in already. So was there a mistake made? Are we going to get out of it? What do you think? Mm, I think this, I mean, I don't know. We've done enough of these that Arl Stein kind of throws me for a loop every time. When I think I understand his thinking, I'm wrong. So I'm along for the ride. Well, intended. If, the, if we get ourselves on the roller coaster, I think we're all going to be along for the ride. So we're on page 111. You duck your head down. Come on, you whisper. Just try to blend in. You take a few steps, but the others aren't following. You turn back to Floyd. His eyes are wide open, and his mouth hangs open. Snap out of it, you whisper. We gotta move fast if we're going to keep Big Al from finding us. Look. Your cousin's voice trembles as he nods towards the midway. You glance in the direction he is staring. You freeze, too. Now you know why Floyd was so freaked out. Big Al has disappeared from the screens. Now every single monitor shows you, Patty, and Floyd. The people in old-fashioned clothing begin to mutter and murmur around you. Some stare at you. Some point. Others step away as if they don't want to be anywhere near you, just in case. Just in case what, you wonder? You shake your head. Don't even think about it, you tell yourself. Just get out of here. And fast. Hurry to page 73. So how are we feeling so far? We are quickly identified here. I'm very nervous. Because in the past, I used to think, oh, if he has us turning all these pages, there's no way he's going to kill us at the end of it. But he has done that. He he will give you a bad ending after you do all the work. So. Well, we just showed up to the spot, and we were already in trouble, already identified. So it's been a anxious start here. All right, we are on page 73. You gaze around, searching for a way to escape the glare of all those unfriendly eyes. You spot the first of the rides, a kitty choo-choo train, Lucas. Yay! <laughs> hmm. Wasn't that a train? Wasn't that train away out of the carnival last time? You race towards it. Yes! You glance at the ladders on the front of the train. Hop aboard, you cry. This is the right-way railroad. It's how we escaped before. It leads out of here. You, Patty, and Floyd jump aboard. With a lurch, the train starts forward. Only a few minutes, you assure your friends, and this carnival is history. There's a tunnel up ahead. But something is weird. The train is moving too slowly. The people stroll by in quick, jerky movements. Here comes the jerkin' we were talking about in the intro. It's like watching a video fast forward. Glancing at your watch, you notice the hands whizzing around. 
Huh? How can time be speeding up? You lean over and peer at the name painted on the side of the train. Oh no, this isn't the right way railroad. It's the right away railroad. I get it, you groan. Riding the train makes time move more quickly, and with a midnight deadline to escape, you don't have any time to lose. Chug over to page 65. Okay, so somewhere between now and again, in one of these stories, in one of the other timelines, you were told that you had a midnight deadline mm, to escape yeah. this park. Because we are just now knowing we have a midnight deadline. <laughs> yes, yeah, seems. And I'm sure there was a whole other plot line that like emphasizes the midnight deadline. But since we didn't pick it, it just says at the bottom and with a midnight deadline. Yeah. So let's go to 65. Uh, how are you feeling, Lucas, about your chances so far? Do you I think mean... you, your chance to uh, keep this deity is still going? I mean, we've gone through a bunch of pages, you got to think. Yeah. If I die before your page count, I would say you retain the deity. Yeah, I th- I'm feeling okay. I feel like, you know, we're bipping and bopping. Mm-hmm. We're, uh, all three of us, we're still together. No True. one has attacked us yet. So there's just like the threat of violence, but no actual violence yet. So, uh, Well, at the bottom of page 65 here, I noticed that there's going to be another choice for you, Lucas. And for all the roaches listening at home, uh, make sure you choose too to see if uh, you choose better than we do. Big Al's cruel laughter booms out the loudspeakers on both sides of the track. Give up, kids, he thunders. You don't have a chance. The rides close at midnight. <laughs> you haven't found the one that sets you free. <laughs> You'll become our guests forever. So typical uh, bad guy just saying the plot lines quickly <laughs> to get him out. You haven't found the ride that sets you free, you know. Rats, Floyd grumbles. Why couldn't we pick a ride where the time goes backwards? Well, we didn't, you snap. We yeah. B- <laughs> Fuck. yeah, why couldn't we? <laughs> yeah. We don't have to we have we don't have time to worry about that. We need to get off this train fast. You peer over the sides of the choo-choo. The train is now chugging along a bridge high above a lake of inky black water. Should you jump out of here? It might save you some precious time, or should you wait until the train reaches dry land? Make up your mind. Time's a wasting. Oh no. If you jump into the inky black water. Turn to page 67. If you wait, turn to page 131. So Uh, what are your thoughts here? Do we have any idea what time we got here? You have to think it was sunset. Yes. And it's in the summer. So probably 7, 8-ish, I would guess. If time's flying. If time's flying. mm -hmm. I mean, I'm just going to... I feel I like to think, and I keep talking about, you know, maybe I'm taking us out of the story a bit, but I do keep talking about R.L. Stein because he's at the helm here, ultimately. I feel like he rewards action. Mm -hmm. So we're jumping out. We're jumping into that inky black water. We're jumping out of the train, huh? (laughs) Into the water, yeah. Well, see, I like that idea because it's already been established that the problem with the train is the train is the train that you don't want to take. Yes. So it's already been established where the train is going. It's not going to be the most fun of days for you. 
So I like the idea of jumping out into the Inky Black Lake. Let's go to it. Let's go to the Inky Black Lake. Let's We're jump gonna... into the Ohio. Yeah, let's jump into the Ohio on page 67. I hope everybody else is jumping into the Ohio too. Jump now, you scream. You have less than an hour before midnight. Oh, damn. So there we okay. are. Okay, That's so good. Right. Yeah, yeah, we got it now. So I think you picked the right one there because we have less than an hour. So it's like either die in this train or die instantly in this. Because if it's speeding up time, an hour would at yeah. least be just half an hour. It's kind of like not 15 minutes. It's kind of like, is this a dream? You know how you know how in your mm, dream mm-hmm. things go quicker. And remember how you started this book out sleeping. Oh, is this that a might dream? be an ending? That'd be kind of cool. But is it? Are, are you out, not but... back? Let's see. Anyway. Yeah. Jump. Now, you scream. You have less than an hour before midnight. And with the right-of-way railroad speeding up time, who knows what the clock will say once you get across the river. Exactly. Patty and Floyd leap from their seats. You follow them over the side. Splash. You hit the black lake. Cold water goes up your nose. You burst to the surface, sputtering for air. Which way to the shore? A bright searchlight stabs out of the darkness. What are you doing in the water? A man demands from behind the light. Don't you know it's dangerous? You tread water as you watch a small boat approach. You're relieved that help has come so quickly. You, Patty, and Floyd clamor aboard. Wow, thanks for saving us, you say, sighing with relief. You begin to feel nervous again when you discover the man rowing the boat has webbed hands and feet. Hey, <laughs> you know beggars can't be choosers. Yeah, well, he's he's picked the right profession. Webbed hands and feet. Gulp on over to page sixteen. Whoa! I just got this. I don't. This probably isn't going to happen. But what if there's some sort of like, like the only good people in this carnival of horrors were members of you know a freak show? Yeah, and maybe they've kind of like escaped. And wouldn't that be cool if they help us along and have like a little freak island mm-hmm. type of thing? Yeah, and ultimately kind of like the movie the Freaks, if you've Freaks. ever seen that. Yeah, kind of at the end, you know, you kind of come up on Al and just you know tear overwhelm. Him to yeah, yeah, yeah. and. I, I think it's quite possible that maybe the guests that were trapped in this carnival oh, kind of okay. also maybe like, you know how a lot of Goosebump books you end up with somewhere and like you meet another kid and the kid's just like, I've been here for seven years yeah. and I haven't. Is it this version of Yeah, that? like he's not a bad guy. He's just a scary person. Yeah. All right. So we gulped on over to page 16. I hope you roaches at home are listening and seeing what we can do. What were you doing in the water, the man demands. You know this is where we keep the squid for the squid wrestling extravaganza. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you got water in your ears. You couldn't have heard him right. Did you say squid wrestling, you ask? That's right, because you shouldn't have tried to sneak in and practice, the man scolds. That's cheating. Wait a second, you burst out. We're not squid wrestlers. (laughs) Sure you are, the man insists. Why else would you be in that tank? You don't know how to answer that. Ha, I, I don't. Did you think a minute ago that we were going to be accused of a squid wrestler? Absolutely not. Don't try. Turn to page 51. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Got it. Wow. There is a choice at the bottom. All right. Yes. So you've made it to mm-hmm. a third choice. So, in fact, it may have started chaotic. 
but you are still going. Yeah. So I think uh, it's at least a story so that deity might be coming back with you. We shall see. 51. You feel the boat bump up against an underwater dock. Here we are, the man announces cheerfully. You, Floyd, and Patty scramble out of the boat and splash down in water up to your armpits. Hey, you couldn't take us closer to the shore, you ask? Oh, no, I might scratch the bottom of the boat. Besides, this is the best place for the, for the next wrestling match. Who'd be crazy enough to wrestle a squid, Patty wonders. Why, you three, replies the rapidly retreating man. <laughs> rapidly retreating man and nearby girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're both a couple of people. Which, which kind do you want, small or jumbo? Hey, wait, don't leave us here, Floyd begs. You web-footed goofball, (laughs) Patty hollers. (laughs) Your mouth hangs open as you stare after the the rowboat, trying to figure out what to do. If you want to try to convince the man you're not squid wrestlers, turn to page 113. If you give up and ask for a small size opponent, turn to page 39. So are you going to say and admit that you are not a squid wrestler, which is not a circumstance that we ever thought we'd be in, or just be like, you know what? I am a squid wrestler. I mean, we already tried to convince him we weren't squid wrestlers. and The we, rapidly retreating man, the web-footed Yeah, rapidly retreating man. Uh, did not listen to us. So yeah. I say let's just ask for that. Wrestle know, him? Small squids. Let's go. All right, roaches at home. I think we're about to wrestle some squids. Hang in there. So if you give up and ask for a small size opponent, turn to page 39, and we will do that. So we're going to wrestle some squids here. Maybe this is our way out. You give up trying to reason with the man in the boat. He obviously convinced you three, uh, the three of you are squid wrestlers, and there's nothing you can do. So maybe you were right, Lucas. Well, you might as well make the best of a bad situation. We'll go for the small squid, you shout after the man in the boat. The smaller, the better, Patty yells. Teeny, tiny, itty, bitty, ainsy, weensy, Floyd adds. Shut up, Floyd. (laughs) Please. Let's try to get to shore before the squid show up, you whisper to your friends as the boatman rows away. The three of you wade quickly along the sunken dock until the water is only up to your knees. Then you step onto the concrete. We must be close now, you cry. Suddenly, four things happen. <laughs> That's the sentence. Four? First, blinding spotlights pop on, glaring down on you. You seem to be standing in the bottom of a concrete bowl with row after row of spectators sitting above you. So that's the first thing. The second thing, a glass wall rises behind you and your friends. The third thing, water's pumped in until it's oh. up to your chest again. Oh, no. And fourth, an announcement blares over your head. Ladies and gentle things, introducing <laughs> the contenders. I love ladies and gentle things. So we are going on to page 104, which, by the way, we're still alive. We're still fighting squids. And how are you feeling about your up-and-coming squid battle, Lucas? I get more freaked out, honestly, by the idea of rising water in a closed space. It's sort of 
So the squid like a maybe fear of mine. The squid may, the, is secondary. The squid secondary. I could I could understand that, uh, especially when you might be drowning before the squid yeah. even approaches. Yeah. So our, we're on 104. So we're doing pretty well here. We're doing pretty well for ourselves. We've got ourselves into some turmoil, but we're also fighting back. With the lights in your eyes, you can barely make out the spectators in their seats. They look more or less human. Some seem to have too many arms, or maybe an extra head for your liking. But they're all clapping. Humans, humans, they're okay. <laughs> humans, humans, <laughs> hip-hop array. Half the, child, the, the crowd cheers. The other half yells, go squid, go squid, go squid. At least some of them are on your side, Floyd offers, hopefully. The unseen announcer keeps talking. Take, taken together, the challengers weigh in at around 225 pounds. They have chosen the small size opponent. So the guy in the boat, listen to your request. You're up against the small squid. This doesn't sound too bad, does well, it? Relatively, yeah. Let's go to page 33. So we're still in it. We're still in it to win it here. And we've got spectators, some even rooting for us. So you've maybe found some allies in this world. Not a bad, not yeah, multi-armed, multi-headed, but so when it when we talk about who walks home with the deity, this is definitely something to note that inside this universe you have made some allies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A new spotlight comes on, blazing down on a metal chute set in the wall over your head. And now the announcer's voice rises in excitement. Let's get ready to rumble. I don't know if they if R.L. Stein had the rights. Yeah, to that. I was. I thought there was going to be a pun there. No. Let's get ready to. Uh, uh, squid something squid, yeah. yeah the sound coming the sound coming from the chute isn't exactly a rumble it's more of a gurgle let's get ready to gurgle that would there be it great is. a waterfall gushes out along with dozens and dozens and dozens of baby squid i knew there was going to be a ton of little squids one lands on your arm and wraps its tentacles around chomp Ooh. it takes a bite out of you Oh, yeah. This isn't good. This There's isn't nothing good. small about the size of the pain. Hurry to page 50. This doesn't look good. They've drawn blood. Page 50. You fling your arm around trying to throw off the baby squid. It hangs on with his toothed tongue. Mmph. Floyd grunts. A little squid has landed on his head. Mm. Its tentacles wrap around Floyd's jaw, clamping his mouth shut. It's, Finally, right? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> He's been making noises all night. <laughs> it's using another set of tentacles to choke him. You wade over to try to help your cousin, but you stagger in mid-step. Three more squid have grabbed your legs. What gives, you yell at the invisible referee. We asked for a small opponent. And that's what we gave you, the announcer answers. You wrestle your combined weight in squid, so we gave you <laughs> 250 pounds worth of small-sized squid. Hey, look, Patty cries. She holds up a squirming pair of squid. I tied two of them together. I knew Patty was going to come through. Maybe that's the solution. Tie all the <gasps> tentacles together. Squid, 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 the crowd cheers. No one seems to be cheering for the humans anymore. Ain't that the truth. You flush with anger. You feel like throwing the squid at the audience. <laughs> hey, maybe that would work. <laughs> Should you tie the squid together, 
turn to page 124? Or should you be a heel and throw the squid at the crowd? Page 42. (laughs) So 124 time together. Throw them at the crowd. 42. Roach is at home. Uh, Way in as well. So we're tossing squid, fighting squid. There's a lot going on here. Are we going to straight up time together, Lucas? What do you think? I mean, I at least appreciate Patty's initiative, problem solving. But I... Always, as far as wrestling goes, I long to be a heel. I love the idea of just riling up the audience and, Mm -hmm. you know, sticking it to them. So I say we toss that squid in the audience and give them what they're chanting for. Whoa. So the heel move turned to page 42. Now, I I agree with you. I agree with you. I, I would like to heal it up, but I think that I'd rather be a baby face because... I, I think a heel is easier to be. I think like you could you could make a crowd hate you pretty easily, but to make a crowd like you, pretty hard to well, do. Ultimately, hard to I do. would love a good heel turn. Yes. You know? So someone like isn't that how? Uh, I mean, Undertaker kind of. Well, Undertaker went back the and Rock. forth. The Rock. The Rock. He had a couple heel runs. Yeah. In him. Yeah. So we're going to throw the squid at the crowd. I hope you listeners at home agree with this. Let's see what this does for us. Squid, 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 the crowd screams. Fine, you think. If you love the squid so much, why not give them some? For the cold-blooded babies crawl all over you. When a fifth comes along, you grab it by the tentacles, swing it over (laughs) your head, and hurl it into the stands. Fuck all of you, you say. (laughs) (laughs) Patty and Floyd Floyd follow your example. Soon the chanting turns into yells and screams as the spectators begin fighting with the hungry squidlets. You're breaking the rules, the invisible announcer scolds. What do you mean? They asked for squid, so I gave them squid, you yell. It's a polite thing to do. Peeling the last... What a heel. That's that's how a heel talks. You're you're the heel of this evil land that you're in. Mm Mm-hmm. Happy to harm. Yeah, it's a it's a new territory. You're mm-hmm. a heel in this mm-hmm. territory. Mm-hmm. Peeling the last baby squid off your leg, you hurl it into the stands. Then you jump up and hook an arm over the railing in first row, and you pop into the seats. You're out of there. Turn to page 110. Taking it to the crowd. So what do you think? You think that was the best decision you could have made there? You're out I'm of the happy squid with pit. It. Yeah, I love the image of just whipping squid. All right, let's into see. The, into the audience. And I don't, I'm not sure if squid, I know octopi mm-hmm. are very intelligent. Uh, so I might feel bad about whipping, an, you know, an octopus or a series of octopus into a series the crowd. of them. Yeah. yeah. But a squid, I can't help but think maybe has a smaller brain. So I don't feel so bad. Well, maybe whipping these people even have a smaller one. Or I guess they're monsters. They're not even people. We are the humans. Yeah. So we are on page 110. Uh, Lucas, your story continues in the Carnival of Horrors. Dripping wet, you haul yourself back onto dry land. Then you help your friends out of the water. This is my favorite white t-shirt, Patty complains. Now it's got squid ink all over it. Patty, I think we have bigger things to worry about, you scold. We don't have much time left before we're trapped here forever. Hey, Floyd calls. I found the exit. You race through the door and bump into a pale woman with shadowy eyes. Just sounds like me in the morning. (laughs) 
She wears a red sequins dress, a feather boa wrapped around her neck. Her lipstick and eyeshadow are the only colors on her face. You shudder. If you don't get moving, you'll become a prisoner of the carnival, maybe just like this woman. You notice she carries an armful of towels. Maybe she'll let you use them, and maybe she could give you advice on how to escape from the carnival. So we've met somebody else randomly here who we think is trapped here. We're turning to page 115. So Floyd said maybe an exit, maybe not. Oh, 115, I'll tell you what. We're still holding on. We're still holding on, and your story is looking better and better because I'll tell you what. There is a choice at the bottom of this page for you, and hopefully the roaches at home could help you out here. Page 115 in your journey. Can we use some of the towels, ma'am, you ask? (laughs) Call me Pia, she answers in a hollow voice. She gives you some towels. She doesn't even seem too weird. For a carnival creature, that is. Maybe she'll help you. Uh, Pia, you say? What we really need is out of here. Who doesn't, she replies. I try to beat Big Al at the games on the midway. She, she nods toward the brightly lit booths. They'll let you go if you win, but I lost. I've been here ever since. Who knows, she has. Maybe you'll have better luck. This is the lady that you find on the inside. Remember, I thought maybe when you're in the lake, that Roman, that yeah. boatman was the inside guy you find. I guess this lady is that version. Okay. Then the woman turns her haunted eyes towards the rides. I've heard stories that there's a way out of here somewhere. You follow the woman's gaze to a sign that rides, Dinosaur back in time in our dino ride. Back in time, Patty cries. That sounds like just the ride we need. It'll make up for some of the time we lost. Let's get on it, you say. It's almost midnight. So, Lucas, should you try the Midway Games, which this woman has failed at defeating Big Al? Turn to page 54. So, basically, confront Big Al is what we're looking at here on page 54. Or, should you give the Dino Ride a try on page 117? So, you have a feeling we had to make a decision... The first decision we made was between the midway and the rides. Yep. And we picked the rides, and it got us here. So I have a feeling that the midway then was going to be a dead end, and that this is just going to take us to that possibly the same page that that decision. Yes, made, only that would have that would have happened very early in the story. So yeah, I think you're right. So I think because sometimes I do remember these books. Sometimes you're you it's die the same like story. Quick. Yeah, you yeah. just die real quick. So I say. At least let's go towards the dinosaurs because dinosaur it just seems ride. fun. And yes. I like the rides. I don't really play many games at yeah because uh, they're all rigged. So Yeah, that's the thing, too. You're working yeah. with monsters here. So, like, you like probably they're already won't... rigged at a human carnival. So, yeah. they're going to be doubly rigged. And after at a the squid carnival. fiasco, you were throwing squids at, at monsters. I don't, I don't yeah. think so. So, we're on page 117. The right away railroad sent time spinning forward. Maybe the dino ride will move the time backwards. You hand Pia the wet towels. Your shoes squelch, but you're a lot drier now. You head for the dino ride. Cool, Floyd exclaims. Awesome, Patty agrees. You gaze up, up, up at the dino ride. Passengers ride on giant mechanical dinosaurs, or rather inside them. 
A Tyrannosaurus Rex stands bent over its head to the ground, its mouth full of big, sharp teeth hangs wide open. Where a tongue ought to be, there are four padded seats with safety belts. <laughs> this will be fun to ride, even if it doesn't help us escape, Floyd declares. Somebody better, like, knock him the fuck Seriously. out. Seriously. Although, uh, this time, I do agree. I was getting very excited yeah. about the ride. You Floyd, you're okay this time. You climb over the fangs and settle into a seat. We need to win back some of our time, you, you worry. It's getting closer to midnight. If we don't find a way out of here, we'll be trapped here forever. Stop wasting time and turn to page 35. We are, gotta think, at the end somewhere soon. Whether we get out or whether we get stuck or whether we die, you have to think sometime soon. We'll know. As soon as you're all strapped in, the mechanical Tyrannosaurus Rex shuts its mouth and stands up. It starts walking. You can see where it's going because there are potholes where the dinosaur's eyes should be. Cool, you exclaim. You're riding 18 feet up in the air while giant legs stomp on the earth below you. Do you think we're going back in time, Patty asks. You glance out the dinosaur's windows. Everything looks exactly the same. I don't think so, you admit. How about an exit? Can you see one? Floyd asks. No, you start feeling discouraged. Maybe we should check out this mechanical beast. Find the way to make it take us back in time. Patty twists around in her seat. She nods towards a metal panel. Maybe that's something useful, she suggests. You stretch out your safety strap and peer at the sign on the panel. Do not open. It seems like a good place to start, you say. <laughs> yeah. Turn to page 64. We're doing it. We broke the rules at the Squid Wrestling. It got us out, so break more rules. Page 64. Roaches, hang in there with us. We're really trying to get out of this carnival, which seems to be the second time this has happened to mm -hmm. us. Patty strains against her belt. She can just reach the panel. It's a struggle to get it open, but she succeeds. There's some machinery, she reports, and a switch. It says forward and back. Set it to back and see what happens, you say. That's got to be the way for us to make some time up. The mechanical dinosaur lurches in mid-step. Then it begins walking backwards. Uh, put it to forward again, you cry. I can't, Patty shouts. It's stuck. You unbuckle your safety belt and peer into the open panel. Wiping away a smear of grease, you find another control. It's marked escape hatch. You press it. A door in the back of the Tyrannosaurus Rex's heads pops open. Yow! You stare down the dinosaur's back. It's like a long ski slope, ending at a pointed tail. A tail sticking over the carnival fence, Lucas. Well, here's a way out, you yell, pointing. Yeah, Floyd gulps, if we don't fall and break our necks. So we're at. A very pivotal moment here for you, for the podcast of Fake Ritual, for the troll deity. Here is a choice at the bottom of page 64 that all the listeners are going to hope you get wrong probably because I, I think people listen to these for us to die. They do, yeah. Got to think so. Slide down the tail, which is over the fence. Conveniently. On page 97. Stick with the ride on page 79. 
So are we gonna try to fix the ride? Are we jumping out over that fence? 97, sliding down the tail. 79, uh, keeping on the ride. And if the tail is over the fence and the and the T-Rex is going backwards, he's going to go through the fence. Quite possibly. I just, again, think it's too convenient to that, oh, it's right there. Like, mm-hmm. let's slide down. You've done oh, well. God. I'm going to have to, I am going to have to go very, very far in my story uh, to walk home with that day. I know, I know. So, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but if you if I die here and yes. if if you get out even in, in less pages yes. you win. Yes. Uh, hard, right? It, this one is really hard. Yeah. I've come this far, but I got to go with my gut. Let's just stay in the dinosaur. Stay in the dinosaur, page 79. Stay in the dinosaur. I'm scared. Let's not risk it, you decide. We're safer in the ride. Even if we are going backwards, Floyd adds, you peer out the escape hatch. Oh no! Your giant creature in a careening path of another mechanical dinosaur. The Tyrannosaurus Rex nearly does a backflip when it crashes into the mechanical Triceratops. And you almost go sailing out the back hatch. Now I see why they have those safety belts. You croak, clinging to the doorframe. The crash must have damaged the dino ride. No kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Your Tyrannosaurus Rex is still lurching around, but much more slowly. Sparks flicker up through the machinery behind the hatch. Smoke begins to rise. We have to bail out of here, you yell. Now, leap to page 120. All right. You didn't die. I didn't die. You didn't die. But will you hear? Let's see. You close your eyes as you tumble through the air. Don't you do that. you hit the ground with enough force to knock the air out of you. If you weren't in such a hurry, now would be a good time to collapse. But you you can't really collapse at this moment. <laughs> but it's almost midnight and you still have to find the ride that will help you escape the carnival. You're out of the dinosaur now. We're closest to the log zoom and the roller coaster. You turn the Floyd Do either of those sound like time travel rides? Floyd shrugs. I don't know, he admits. What do you think, Patty? We'll be able to see the whole carnival from the roller coaster, she she declares. I vote we take that. No, let's go for the log zoom, Floyd argues. It might zoom us out of here. You wonder if Floyd really means that, or is he just sick of being bossed around by Patty? Anyway, it looks as if your final decision is up yeah. to you. We made it to the roller coaster. I'm not even talking about it any further. We're getting on the roller coaster. This is what we came here to this do. This is what we came to do. This is what we came yeah. here to do. Yeah. This is what we, this is on the cover. Manifest. This is what we talked about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have made it through a, a first right off the bat, all cameras on us. Uh, Big Al and and friends of his, all cameras on us. We got out of there. We jumped on a train. We jumped in a black ink-filled pond or lake. There was people with web feet. We threw some squids. We got out of a busted-ass dinosaur after a crash. And now we're going on the roller coaster on page 14. I'm still scared. Like... This is a good one. Yeah. This is a good one. Uh, I said this up front, be, I this, wanted to get to the roller coaster. This might so be the best one yet to. of the stories we've read. 
I'm with Patty, you announced. Let's ride the roller coaster. This roller coaster seems a lot bigger than the one from your last adventure. It must take up a quarter of the fairgrounds, switching and branching. Some of its tracks wind around other attractions. Two tracks split off to either side of the castle in the middle of the carnival. That's the hall, the Mountain King. You squint at the section of the rails that go behind the castle. Is it your imagination, or is there a gap in the track over there? A roller, a roller coaster comes speeding along the nearer branch, distracting you. It sounds normal enough. The rattle and roar of the wheels mix with screams from the passengers. Well, maybe there's a little too much screaming. Go to page 45. So we're approaching our final destination here, hopefully. Hopefully it's not yeah. the afterlife. Following the tracks, you reach the ticket booth for the roller coaster. This is it. There's no line. You're not at all surprised. A man steps out of the booth. What luck! You get a free ride. Oh, no. He has a big belly and a cigar sticks out of the side of his mouth. He almost looks like a typical carnival worker, except for the single horn growing out of his forehead. Oh, that's cool. He smiles, showing pointed teeth, as he leads you to a silver car waiting on the tracks. It's tiny. There are only three seats across. Perfect for Patty Floyd and yourself. It looks pretty flimsy to you. Is this thing safe, you ask? The roller coaster man shrugs. I've never had anybody come back enough to complain. Oh, no. <laughs> Why does that make you feel better? Listen, guys, you mutter to Patty and Floyd. Maybe this is a bad idea. Maybe we should go to the, uh, look, look over there. You look around for another sign. The slug subway. Yeah, that sounds really great, Patty mocks. Just get into the roller coaster car. You can't whip out now. So one last look back to the roaches and to Lucas and also to the deity. Do you board the roller coaster? Turn to page 86. Have you decided it's too dangerous? Turn to page 19. I said what I said. We're getting on the roller coaster. That's what I... See, I'm with you on this too because if we're already... If we already said yes, we're not going to say no now. No. So no. here we are. We're going to uh, hop aboard. Plus, I'd rather be a ghost or be yes. in contact with ghosts than with slugs or big slugs. Yes. Slug people. The roller ghoster seems like the best idea. You'll be able to see the whole carnival from up there, and maybe you'll spot a way out. Hop aboard, the operator says. Step lively now. Patty goes first. Then you... And finally, Floyd. The man with the cigar clamps down the safety bar, and you notice something you don't usually see on a roller coaster. There's a steering wheel in front of you. What's this for, you ask? You get to drive this marvelous machine, the operator explains. Choose your own route for maximum chills and thrills. Hey, Patty complains. I want to drive. She starts to shake the safety bar. Open this up. I want to sit in the middle behind the steering wheel. Too late, the man says. Here comes the rest of the cars. Turn to page 72. Cool. We're still in it. Yeah, that feels like a choice is coming up. A choice is coming up at the bottom of this page. There's more choices, and you are doing well. And I'm taking note of this for when I have to do the same thing and hope to do just as well. 
I've done per- every time this we've is read the longest these, story. I've, yeah, yeah, uh, we've done. Yeah, the other roller coaster cars rumble into place behind you. Kachunk, they link up with your car. Then all the cars lurch forward. They begin to climb. Up ahead, you see the tracks split. Which way? You ask Patty and Floyd. Left, Patty replies promptly. Your cousin shrugs. Why not? But from the cars behind you, whispery voices begin to chant. Right, right, go right, 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 go right. You glance over your shoulder to see who's talking. Bad move. The other passengers look as if they've been riding too long. A couple of years too long. Their skin stretches over their bones like dried leather. Tufts of hair cling to their scalp. They glare at you through eyes as small as wrinkled raisins. Now you know why this ride is called the Roller Ghoster. They're all ghosts. But you can't worry about that right now. The big question is, do you go left as your friends want or right as the ghostly passengers insist? So if you agree with your friends and go left, turn to page 80. If you go along with the ghosts, turn to page 76. And at home, I hope that uh, you have the imagery of, of sitting in this this car with all these ghosts. And how are we going to get out of the Carnival of Horrors? Let's see if Lucas could help us here. Now, I feel that ghosts are not inherently evil. So just them being ghosts you know, doesn't really swing them one way or the other, but just judging by this carnival, there are many people trapped here, and ghosts tend to be trapped where yes. they die. So mm-hmm. I can't help but think that these ghosts are telling me the right direction to go in order to escape, because they it's all they can do in their spectral form is try to help people. So interesting. I feel like, yeah, Patty's just a little too, you know... Uh, uh, spontaneous in her decision making so I'm going to listen to the ghosts and we're going to go right we are going to listen to the ghosts we're going to make a right on page 76 here so uh, Floyd who we haven't liked from the start Patty a little bossy so we're going with our gut we're going with the ghosts let's see you turn the steering wheel to the right the roller ghoster rumbles as it switches lines to the right-hand branch. What are you doing, Patty Wales? If you take advice from the dead guys in the back there, we'll end up just like them. Maybe you agree, and then again, maybe not. You know that this branch veers towards the Hall of the Mountain King. The castle with its towers is the only thing that rises higher than the roller coaster tracks. That means it's the one place where you might be able to jump off the rickety coaster. You don't mention that to Patty, however. If the ghostly passengers and the rest of the car hear your plan, they might try to stop you. So the plan currently is is to jump off a moving roller coaster. Got it. Keep quiet and turn to page eight. Man, we're moving. We're moving right along. We're still yeah. So in it. I don't know if jumping out of a roller coaster sounds like the plan that we had in mind, but I'll tell you what. Uh, we're still alive. We are still alive, and we are on page eight. I think we might get through a whole book, which is going to be cool. <laughs> yeah. Because I could just package this as one episode and then have 
the next episode be mine. So, yeah, so yeah. like we did. So page eight, let's see if we can get out of here. But your story, very tremendous. Yeah. Wind howls in your face as the, the roller coaster goes through some hair-raising curves and down a steep hill. Patty and Floyd are screaming, <laughs> but all the time you peer ahead to the Hall of the Mountain King. You have to calculate the exact second to put your plan into action. The roller coaster climbs very high, then roars along the slope that seems to point straight down. You want to cover your eyes, but you can't. You've got to keep looking for your chance. Now the tracks rise higher and higher, heading into the curve to the left. Oh no, there's a 20-foot gap between one section of the curved track and the rest. Not looking good, Lucas. Dead Man's Curve, a ghostly voice crones behind you, our favorite part of the ride. Turn to page 107. I like to think it's maybe an invisible track. It could possibly be. It's a ghost track. Now, it... That's you know, something I That's didn't. why they like it, because it's, it's fake scary. Yeah, and what we're witnessing here is the possibility of maybe the ghosts helping you out to pick the right way, and maybe you free them as well. Yeah, because I'm not getting... I'm getting good vibes from them. Yeah. I mean, they're scary, but again, they're not yeah. well, they doing could, anything sinister. They could be you, but just like a few years removed, mm-hmm. right? No way can the roller ghoster jump over that gap, and you can't stop the cars from careening into space. You've got a steering wheel, but no brakes. You're doomed. Unless, okay, you tell yourself, you may not be able to keep the coaster from crashing, but you might be able to get yourself and your friends out alive. You wait till the roller coaster is level with the top of the castle walls. Then you jam the wheel to the right against the curve. With a loud squealing of the wheels, the car almost comes to a stop. Your heart pounds. Everybody out, everybody out, you yell to Patty and Floyd. Everybody alive, that is. And then you leap. What is going to happen on page 31? Oh, no. What is going to happen here? Oh, no. So you intentionally crash a roller coaster and hope that everyone is alive. You land on the top of the castle wall. Patty lands beside you. Floyd comes up short. (laughs) this is kind of cool Floyd doesn't make it his fingers clutch at a stone block slipping but you and Patty grab an arm and haul him Mm, to safety damn you watch horrified as the roller ghoster rattles to the gap in dead man's curve it teeters and crashes into the ground (laughs) your eyes are wide as you gaze at the wrecked roller ghoster that could have been our chance out of here but that also could have been us you stammer there's no time to freak out, Patty cries. Time? You glance at your watch. There's less than a half hour till midnight. We're almost out of time, you say. Should we search the castle and try to find some way to get back there, or are we lost? You peer down at the ride below. Do we search for the ride that will get us out of here? What will we do? So we have now made it off the roller coaster. We've made it out of uh, ink pits, of le- uh, ink lakes. We've made it out of crashing dinosaurs. Crashing roller coasters. Now we're at a castle. To search the castle, turn to page 125. If you head back down to look for even more rides that could get us out of here, turn to page 125. We don't have time for other rides. Let's search the castle. Search the castle. I have a feeling there's going to be some sort of slide. We or have something made that it. Gets us out. You in particular have helped us 
not only get through the the perils of what we've been through in this adventure, but we've also had uh, a crowd cheering for us at some point. We had some ghosts cheering us along. Uh, we did get bit by the squids with some negative points, but that's kind of the only negative point. The only negative points I would give you is immediately being identified by Big Al yeah. and the stung, stung by the squids. Mm-hmm. Everything else has been, I think, Yeah, pretty positive, pretty, pretty good. fun. Let's search the castle, you decide. Okay, but where should we start, Patty asks. You gaze up at the castle towering above you. Let's go to that tower and then climb to the top, you decide. We can work our way down. You take a twisting outside staircase of stone to the base of the tower. You walk around it until you find the door. Locked. Look, Patty cries. You rush over. She's pointing at the gargoyles and other strange carvings that decorate the outside of the tower. If a person was careful or desperate enough, they they could climb the carvings to a window in the tower. But you can protest. Patty starts before you can protest. Patty starts climbing. You and Floyd scramble after her. This is pretty tough. Floyd grunts, pulling himself up. Yeah, Patty agrees, clinging to a gargoyle's nose. Not something I plan to do. You hear the flutter of wings. Uh oh. Turn to page twenty-five. But maybe the gargoyles are gonna help us. Like the uh, are we gonna have like the cartoon more friends from back in the day? Are we gonna have more friends? Are we gonna have? Are we gonna be lunch here? I think lunch here is a, a quite a possibility because we have things helping us. I think it might be time to that we're lunch, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm rooting for the gargoyles. With a whoosh, something swoops down from the tower. Bats! Patty yells. <sighs> yeah, yeah. But okay. no, these creatures have wings like bats, but they have the bodies. Of small monkeys. Wizard of Oz monkeys coming in here, I think. Very scary. When they pick the scarecrow apart, terrifying. They fly around, clattering. Patty cries out as one nips her on the finger. Get out of here, you stupid monkey. (laughs) I'm no monkey, the flying creature retorts. I'm an imp. An imp? What are you doing? Another imp asks as if you land on your head. Trying to stay on this wall, you snap, brushing away from your hand. Temper, temper, the imp scolds. It yanks your ear. Ow, cut that out. You swat at the imp and then you pull yourself up another few feet. You hear Floyd laughing. What's so funny, you demand? Nothing, he screams. They're tickling me. (laughs) It's going to fall. Hang on. Keep climbing, you cry. Finally, in spite of the imps, you reach the tower window. You and Patty and Floyd climb through. No fair. We're not allowed in, an imp whines. Oh, cool. cool, cool. Good, you yeah. mutter. You check your watch. 1146. Holy shit. If we're going to find anything, we better find it fast. Turn to page 48. Oh, man. We have, I think you've, I think you have picked the right answers. And there is, listeners at home, another choice oh for lucas to God. make That's, what is this 10th choice as the beads of sweat begin to fall down from my brow on this hot summer afternoon we are on page 48 and the troll deity is smiling more than ever because i think they have found a great story here and this carnival mystery here uh yeah it's looking like you're a shoe in unless i pull off some superman stuff or 
you end up dead. And I, I also don't. think the troll just has the hots for imps. E. Okay, you so know. an imp fan here. Yeah, he a simp for imps. A simp for imps. Yeah. <laughs> 48. You head for the top floor of the tower. You find Big Al's office and dash through the door. Yeah. Luckily, Big Al isn't inside. Mm-mm. His desk, his desk is covered with screens, buttons, and dials. You read the labels aloud. Ride controls. Game controls. Space-time door controls. <laughs> wow. You turn to Floyd. Can you figure this out? Those space and time controls might help us. I can try, Floyd says. He sits at the desk and begins pressing buttons. A humming sound fills the room. Then a glowing dot appears in the air. It grows into a larger rectangle. A doorknob appears on the right side of the rectangle. Patty stares, astonished. It's a door. Uh Uh-oh, you hear footsteps. Can you hurry, you gulp? I don't think we have much time. Floyd plays with the space and time dials. I'm not sure I've got the numbers right for the door thingy, he murmurs. The heavy footsteps get closer. It has to be Big Al. He's returned. Come on, you beg. Ten more seconds, Floyd mutters. We don't have ten seconds, you screech. To leap through the time-space door. Now turn to page 94. To wait as your cousin Floyd has asked. Turn to page 91. So we're in his, we're in his office. We, we got off the coaster. We're in this castle. And the space-time door controls Floyd is messing with. So these are our way out. He needs 10 more seconds. Do you give them that? Audience and also Lucas. 94 if you jump in. 91 if you take a little bit more time. We haven't listened to Floyd up to this point, so we're not going to start now. Also, if he's good at anything, it's computers. So even if he doesn't think he's made the right decisions, I like to think he has an innate understanding of tech. Yes. So he We has, know that. We've identified yeah, that. So yes. he's, I think we can at least trust that, but okay. not his you know, ultimate decision making. All right. We're going to go to page 94. So shut up, Floyd. And I got to know what's in that door. Like, I'm yeah. not going to not jump through a space-time continuum. Well, I'm thinking back. Remember when we could have rode the dinosaur's tail over the fence? That oh. could have been where we died. Yeah, yeah. You can't wait a moment longer. Big Al is almost here. Grabbing Floyd by the shirt, you haul him out from behind the desk. You also seize Patty's hand. Come on, you yell, pulling them toward the glowing rectangle. You twist the doorknob and shove Patty and Floyd through the space-time door. Then you step through yourself. You stumble on hard, packed dirt. Glaring lights dazzle your eyes. Loud music blares in your ears. You blink, look around, and realize where you are. There's the roller coaster and the midway in the distance. The Hall of the Mountain King. Then you glance at your watch. Oh no, you groan. You're still in the Carnival of Horrors. You've just gone back to earlier in the evening. Oh no. I knew. I didn't have those coordinates fixed quite right, Floyd Wales. You stare wildly around. 
Come on, you order again. We gotta find another way out of here. Oh my god! <laughs> so we're still trapped in this carnival, and I'll tell you what, like 11, we're not. That's not the end. It's not. It's like eleven fifty-five. Yes, that's not the end. But we have we have rewound time. Oh, oh. we've rewound time oh to god. earlier in the evening. So we're just gonna redo the evening now. You've gone back in time, all the way back to page fifty-nine. What was 59? We have gone through the ringer. Forget the ride, you tell Patty. Let's get lost in the crowd on the midway and sneak out of here. Holy shit. We went back to the midway. Patty and Floyd nod in agreement. So this was the first midway. Remember that that was our first choice. And now we're back at it. Patty and Floyd nod in agreement. Darting through the crowd, you hear the whooshes and bloops of rides and binks and bloops from the Midway games. But why don't you hear happy yells from the kids or laughter from the parents? You peer at the people around you. They all wear strange clothes as if they were from another time. Yes. We know this. Yeah. This is another story yeah. combined. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think. this is pretty cool. But this was like the first this was like the first thing, and we're back to it. There are different times, you realize. You stare as a girl in a in, in a pilgrim outfit strolls by with a man in clanking armor. A nearby girl. The nearby girl <laughs> the is nearby back. The nearby girl is back. You shudder as you notice their deathly pale faces. Their eyes are blank. They look dead. Oh, no. You recognize these people from your last visit to the carnival. They're the ghostly inhabitants of the Carnival of Horrors. It's like an introduction to the book again. <laughs> a big man in a bright checkered jacket suddenly blocks your way. His coal black eyes glitter over a large drooping mustache. You gasp in horror. It's Big Al. Uh, holy shit. This is like, this is a great story. The manager <laughs> of the carnival, your enemy. Oh my God. Welcome back, he cackles. Turn to page 85. Oh, my God. We have started yet another adventure. <laughs> oh, my Another God. adventure. <laughs> um, so this is going to be a fun one for sure. Yeah, I just want the listeners to know, if you want a similar experience, go listen to my podcast and the early an early mini-sode I did with Toddy. We had the same problem, which it was, for me, was supposed to be a mini-sode, yes. 20 minutes or so, and it turned into an hour-long, awesome story. That we ultimately won. And so. we created together, and we're on that same path yes. now. We're on that same path that was, now. Yeah. So the deity looks to be very comfortable in your arms unless I myself come up with something like this. But we are now uh, face-to-face with Big Al. So listeners at home, let's see what happens. I bet you thought you were smart hiding on that farm, Big Al, Al growls, but we tracked you down. Now you and your friends have a second chance to visit with us forever. You stare at Big Al. You're too terrified to respond. You remember the rules, don't you? He gives you a mean smile. You have until midnight to win your freedom. See, we back totally up. It's like when we got here again. If you win three games or more, you get to challenge me in the grand finale. What happens if we lose a game, Patty asks. Well, if you lose any games, Big Al asks. Well, if you survive losing, you'll enjoy eternity as one of us. Turn to page 99. Now we have to play the games anyway. It's time to play the game. 
Before you can answer, Big Al vanishes in a puff of smoke. This is for real, Floyd gulps. What do we do? Start playing games, Patty cries. We only have until midnight. But which games you demand? You gaze around. The booths nearest nearest you have old-fashioned games like a ring toss and mechanical claw. Forget about the ring toss, you tell your friends. Those games are always rigged. You step up to the mechanical claw game. A big plastic claw dangles over a heap of tiny toy people. You recognize this game. If you could fish out one of the toy people with the claw, you could get you could keep it as your prize. Those toys, Patty marvels, they look so real. You shake your head. We shouldn't try this one either. No one ever wins this game. Maybe somebody here could tell us what to do. Floyd suggests, waving a hand at the weird, pale carnival people to ask. Do you start playing games on page 54, or do you ask for advice? On page 114. Let's ask the nearby girl. You're going to ask the nearby girl yeah, and see hopefully. what happens? Yeah. Well, we had a chance because we saw her before in our adventure, and she is back. All right, so we're going to ask for advice on page 114. So it looks like we're going to have to uh, face Big Al whether we like it mm -hmm. or not at some point. But I'm fully convinced that we might read in every page in this book. <laughs> Seriously, we could. Yeah. I think we need help, you say. You search the midway for a friendly face, but all you see are blank eyes and pale waxy skin. A man wearing a cowboy clothes bumps into you. His wide-brim hat falls to the ground. Excuse me, you stammer as you pick up his hat and hand it to him. Could you tell? Might be chilly for this time of year, the man cuts in. His eyes seem to stare right through you. For October, you ask, surprised? It's August, the man insists. It's always August. What's with this cowboy, you wonder? He seems to be a few acres short of a ranch. <laughs> you clear your throat. I'm sorry, mister, but it really is October. I know what day it is, the man snaps. I've been looking forward to today for weeks. I circled it on my calendar. The day the carnival comes to town. August 3rd, which was only canon three days ago in real life. Yeah. yeah. 1872. Oh. You hear Patty and Floyd gasp behind you. What year did you say you sputtered? In 1872, youngin. Don't you know anything? You stare at the cowboy. Has he really been a prisoner of the Carnival of Horrors for more than a hundred years? Find out on page 34. Man, we're meeting a cast of characters We're meeting here. everyone here. Pia. Pia? Yeah, let's, let's not forget Pia. Pia and... The web-footed goofball. Web-footed goofball. We've come and seen Nearby Girl. We've seen Nearby Girl. We've been in contact with Big Al twice. Yeah. We've been in his office once. Mm -hmm. We still have not yet seen the Mountain King, though we had heard rumors of this guy being a pretty evil guy in the canon of this story. Page 34. You jump when a hand lands on your shoulder. Don't waste your time talking to Clem. He's stuck back in the last century. <laughs> you gaze at the man who is speaking. With his odd hat and overcoat, he looks like he stepped out of an old black and white gangster movie. Bang, bang. I made that up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> My name's Ernie, the man introduces himself. Here's another guy. 
I've been trapped here 50 years, but this carnival has been catching people for centuries. Ernie glances around. We all took Big Al's challenge, he tells you, and we all lost. But there's a legend among us carnival prisoners. Ernie lowers his voice. If someone escapes the carnival twice, we all go for free. Oh my god, the plot thickens. He stares at you and Patty, a fierce light shining in his dark eyes. You escaped from Big Al once. Can you do it again? We're sure trying, Patty replies. Ernie nods. Good. Well, do what we can to help. I'll spread the word. This is great news, isn't it? Yeah, wow. If you trust Ernie and his carnival pals, turn to page 70. If you don't, turn to page 118. See, I think we can trust them because, I mean, if because of our prior experience, whenever we were squid wrestling, we saw it in the crowd. We didn't see any of these people. We didn't no. see spectral people or dead-looking people. We saw two-headed monsters and multi-armed monsters. So I have a feeling... Yeah, that, it was all squid people, kind of. Yeah, yeah, I have a feeling that we can trust Ernie, and I just, I just want to. I would say we could trust Ernie. His story checks out. The, the, yeah, his story checks out for sure. And number two, we have uh, went back in time, as yeah. It, so that happened, but those people don't know that that happened. Exactly. Those, the, so say we saw these a little these bit people, more insight. Yeah. Say we saw these people and we threw squids at them when we were wrestling squids. Well, time has rewound, so that didn't happen. That too. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to trust Ernie. I hope you listeners at home are fine with that. Turn Plus to I page love, 30. I, the, from Sesame Street. Love Ernie. Yeah. So I, feel I like had you can a friend named Ernie, Ernie, but he has passed away, but he was oh. cool. But yeah, you can't yeah. go wrong with an Ernie. No, you can't. You take a deep breath. Maybe the carnival people aren't the most trustworthy folks in the world, but they might help you escape the carnival of horrors. It's worth a shot. Okay, you whisper. We'll trust you. Right, guys? Patty and Floyd both nod. Ernie clasps his hands. Wonderful, he gushes. We need you to get out of here, Patty admits. We need you if we're ever going to get free. Ernie grabs your hand and clutches it hard. It's been so long since any of us had hope. Uh, fine, fine, you mumble, wrestling your hand away. Uh-oh, wrestling again. This guy has some grip. Now, <laughs> what can he do to help us? Turn I mean, he's a gangster. So if he's the ghost of a gangster, he yeah. would at least be have a really firm handshake. and be So we're with the urn man. Ernie glances around. He motions for you to step closer. We can give you hints. Warn you away from the really dangerous games, he explains in a low voice. Some of them are rigged. Total fakes. Others are so hard to play, you may die trying. As you probably notice, losing a game here means disaster. No kidding, you murmur. See, Ernie doesn't know that we've done all this <laughs> yeah. stuff. He's just saying, like, the park's bad, and we're like, brother. Yeah, we yeah. know. We'll try, to, we'll try to keep you safe, Ernie finishes. You frown. You're really disappointed. Is that all you can offer, you complain? I figured you could give us hints or how to win or... Or rewire the controls, Floyd pipes up. Or show us the exit, Patty cries. Ernie holds up a hand. Hold on, he exclaims. We can't be too obvious. If Big Al even suspects that we're helping you, he breaks off and shudders. You glance at Floyd and Patty, raising your eyebrows. They just shrug. We'll be rooting for you, Ernie adds. 
Well, those of us who can still think straight anyway, turn to page 12. I, I think that's actually kind of rude. He offered like a decent amount of help to turn yeah. tell us what games to play and everything. And it's like, oh, uh, is that it? Yeah. We're like, can't you get us out of here? And he's like, my guys, I have. <laughs> did you see the cowboy here from 1872? Yeah. We would leave. If yeah. We, like, so we're. So ch- like, trust me. Yeah. But like, we'll this see. Is the, this is what we can do. This is going to be tough, you think. How will we know who to trust and who, before you could finish your sentence, Ernie stomps away from you. Quit bothering me, you little brats, he yells. But, but, you sputter. What's with this guy? One second he's offering to help, and the next he's treating you like an enemy. No, he's, it's a, probably Al's looking or something, and he's like, I need to. Talk about moody. Yeah. But then you spot a big hulking shape in the crowd. Yes. Big Al. Mm -hmm. See? Ernie's fine. Yeah, Ernie's cool. Quit wasting time, the carnival manager roars at you. You're supposed to be playing our games, not annoying our other uh, guests. You get the message. You glance at the two nearest booths. One has a blinking sign. Lucky day, lucky day, lucky day. Keeps blinking. The other has a glowing hand that turns into a fist and then an eye. Small lights spell out hand-eye challenge. Which game, you wonder? Then you remember Ernie. It's time to put his offer to the test. Will he give you a hint? You gaze at Ernie. He stares towards the hand-eye challenge. Then his right eye slowly closes. Was that a wink? Did he just give you a hint? If you take Ernie's advice, turn to page 133. If you don't trust Ernie... Turn to page 27. Listeners and roaches and worms at home. Are you trusting this Ernie guy? Let's see what Lucas does. We trust him. We've established that. I have an interesting point to this one. I'm going to take what you said. Obviously, it's your story. If you take Ernie's advice, go to page 133. I think this is a bad choice, personally, because I think that he is trying to help you, but that, like, wink-nod thing wasn't a sign like, I don't think it was really a sign, and I think you're going to do this, and you're going to be like, but Ernie said, and Ernie's going to be like, bro, I didn't, that's not what I meant. Oh, you might be right. But yeah. let's see, page 133. I just at least hope that Ernie, I mean, if he gets us killed, but it yeah. wasn't his plan, I won't yeah. you know, fault him for it. You decide to trust Ernie. You stroll over to the hand-eye challenge. Big Al lets out a sinister laugh and disappears into a puff of brown smoke. Not good. <laughs> this looks like a good game, you declare. You have good coordination. Maybe the game will be something you something you like. I don't know, Floyd says doubtfully. I never do well at that kind of stuff. That's why we're not asking you to play, Patty tells him, snickering. A pretty young woman sits behind the counter of the booth. Weird. Weird to say that. A green silk eye patch covers her right eye. She seems almost normal. Friendly, even. Then the young woman smiles at you, revealing big yellowish brown fangs. You jump back, startled. As long as you're jumping, leap over to page 26. Oh, my gosh. We're doing well. Yeah. We're doing well. We're reading a whole book today. I know. (laughs) You bump into Patty and Floyd, who are right behind you. They have no place to go. A huge crowd of the strange carnival people surround you at the hand-eye challenge booth. You shiver. The carnival people stand watching silently. It gives you the creeps. They seem very interested in the outcome of the game. 
you almost feel as though they're rooting for you. So more people on your side, maybe. Yeah, it just tracks. Everything points to that. This is a test of hand-eye coordination, the young woman explains, smiling broadly. Her fangs glisten in the light of the game sign. You try to smile back, which isn't easy. Her breath smells as if she's been eating skunk casserole. How about that joke from R.L. Stein? (laughs) Yeah, just make something up. Yeah, skunk casserole. These are for you, she says. She holds out two long, thin daggers. Your eyes widen. Daggers? What sort of test is this anyway? Turn to page 68. Oh, my God. So I think we're going to throw some knives or something. What do I need for these? You try to sound confident, but your voice cracks as you ask the question. The woman smiles, revealing her fangs again. This time you step back to avoid her stinky breath. All you have to do is hold the daggers out at an arm's length and touch one point to the other. Phew, that sounds pretty simple. Of course, the young woman goes on. You have to do it with one eye closed. Her hand goes to to the to the scrap of the green... The, her hand points to the green silk that she wears. You can borrow my patch if you like. No, no thanks, you stammer. No way do you want to see what's under there. I can just close one eye. Okay, now take the test. Use long, sharp pencils instead of daggers. Hold a pencil in each hand with a point aiming straight up. Stretch out your arms as far as they go on either side. Close one eye, then bending your elbows, try to touch one pencil to the other. It's harder than it sounds, so we'll give you three tries. <laughs> Do you have pencils? Yeah, I think I have some pencils, so we are, we are uh, something we're going to do here. So if Lucas is able to do to close one <laughs> eye and touch two pencil tips together, we're going to a different page than what it would be if he misses. So this comes down to Lucas's own willpower. Could the deity be brought home by the podcast Fake Ritual today? We'll find out. Let's get some pencils. Okay, so we got the pencils. I will narrate it. You don't have to narrate it with that because you have some you have uh, a game to play so you have three chances i will repeat the ways that you could do this again so what you want to do is hold a pencil in each hand with the point aiming straight up stretch out your arms as far as they'll go on either side of you close one eye lucas then Bending your elbows, try to touch one pencil point to the other. But you have to close one eye. It's harder than it sounds. You have three chances. This, this is it, but with it. one, okay. you have to one eye closed. Here's, <laughs> with scary. one eye closed. <laughs> this is really scary. I need to do it. Yeah, three times. You have three times. Okay. Am I doing it right? Yeah. You have to do it in one motion. One motion... No, he's he's flubbed the first one. Here comes the second, and f- almost here comes the third one. Is he gonna beat Big Al? It's coming down to it. It's coming in. The arms are going. We'll call that good. <laughs> we'll call that good. Yes, they touched on the third one. Oh my goodness. Oh, my goodness. What a man will do for a deity. This has been the most extreme. Yes. Okay, so 
If you managed to make the point touch, turn to page 90, and you did. <laughs> On the third try. On the wow. third try. Wow. So there's been physical things happening in this story, yeah. and this has been the most in-depth goosebumps. I have never had so much appreciation for R.L. Stein as Until I do today. right now. Until your return to the Carnival of Horrors. Wow. So you touch them. Uh, page 90. Touch tips. Touch tips. You are lucky, a voice shouts. You win a prize. Someone else in the crowd cries. You smile at the games operator who only skiles back at you. But before you can say anything, you hear a loud voice shouting over the crowd. Make way! Make way! I think this is Big Al. He's coming back. The mob parts and a strange robot pushes through. Its legs seem almost like human limbs. Except... They're made of metal, but the robot has no arms or head, and its body is a big electronic screen. It looks like a walking signboard. What's this, Floyd asks. I am your prize, the robot voice bleeps. Patty snorts. It looks like a giant digital clock, she, she comments. Can, can you give the time, you ask the robot? This thing can make a great talking alarm clock. Preparing. The screen flashes brilliantly several times. Be cool to have a beanie baby of this. Yes. That'd be a cute thing. Turn to page 106. So now we have a prize. The series and number appears on the robot's body. They look like this. And what it has in front of me is a diagram counting down an hour. So an hour, 59, 58. The number in the far right column reels down incredibly quickly. You stare at the weird numbers, trying to make sense of them. Floyd points at the robot's screen. Those must be the hours, he says, indicating the numbers in the left-hand column. So the next ones are the minutes, you say, catching on. And the ones after that are seconds and then fractions of a second. Patty lets out a low whistle. That's right. Yeah, but it doesn't... But it still doesn't tell us the time exactly, you argue. You watch numbers fly by in second column of the display. What kind of clock is this, you ask? Turn to page 37. Probably countdown to midnight? Quite possibly, I would think. I thought you wanted to know the amount of time you had remaining, the robot responds. You stare at the display of numbers. Less than an hour till midnight again, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Patty again. gulps. Yeah. So we're coming back to midnight again. So here's our second glimpse of oh death. Oh, my God. Floyd checks his watch. That's right. As if we haven't escaped by then, you trail off. Two ideas come to you. One is to figure out a way to use the robot to help you escape. The other is to forget about playing these creepy games, go straight to Big Al, and challenge him to the grand finale. Why keep wasting time? But you can't decide. You tell Floyd and Patty your ideas. Go for it. Straight for Big Al, Patty cries. Figures, you think. Patty never seems to be afraid of anything. Your cousin, the computer whiz, smiles. I bet I could tap into the robot's memory banks and find a way out, Floyd declares. So which plan <laughs> will you go with, Lucas? I am really putting you through the ringer pencil oh my tricks. Gosh. Squid throwing. Roll, you were on the roller ghoster once and it crashed. You've been through it. Now, will you reroute the robot circuits? Turn to page 18. Will you battle Big Al? Turn to page 60. I Listeners like, at home, we're still hanging in there. I feel like Big Al is scary. 
Yeah. And but at the same time, I didn't tr- like I trusted Floyd with the space time tunnel. And it seemed like the Floyd stuff kind of worked out. But and also the the space time tunnel, he admitted he didn't think he did it right, and now he has confidence that he can tap into the robot's memory bank. So I I actually I want to trust Floyd this time because I'm actually starting to warm up to Floyd and Patty's like shtick. Well, this is another. Constant. This is a whole another story. So yeah. in this storyline, they could be a little different. Yeah. No, I'm gonna trust Floyd. I want to see what he does with. We're the, gonna go the to robot. page 18. So Lucas is trusting Floyd for maybe the first time today. Yeah, it's a good character arc. Do your stuff, Floyd, you tell your cousin. Floyd pats his pockets, then pulls out a big multi-blade pocket knife. Using the screwdriver attachment, he removes the back of the signboard robot. Warning, do not tamper with this unit, the robot blares. Can you shut him up, you ask? The voice is so annoying. Floyd yanks a wire, and the voice cuts off. (laughs) Nice. Hmm, he mutters, fiddling inside the robot. You peer into the mass of wires. Something's wrong, Patty cries. The clock on the screen has changed. You race around to the front of the robot. Patty is right. Single digits are now flashing on the screen. Nine. Eight. Seven. Oh, no. What did you do, Floyd? (laughs) Floyd. You demand. Nothing, Floyd insists. I just cut this wire, which leads to the self-detect system. Oh, <laughs> he peers closer. Wait, does that say self-detect? Oh, whoops. Self-destruct. What does it say, Floyd, you ask? Uh, well, it says self-destruct, Floyd mumbles. Self-destruct. <laughs> you stare at Patty, then at the screen. Three, two, one. The end kaboom. As the thrifty couch goes quiet, almost two hours into our adventure. Fucking Floyd! Lucas trusts Floyd for the first time in this almost two-hour adventure, and he blows up the robot that Lucas won as a prize by touching two, two pencils together, and we have blown up, and we are killed. We are killed in this adventure. Uh, so that I'm is a crestfallen. I'm literally like, I yeah, right now. <laughs> so almost two hours in, uh, uh, and again, this is for the thrifty deity. So we were putting Lucas's story against my story and Lucas's story. I'll say the pros are that's the longest in most storylines we have gotten through Yes, in a book ever. You challenge, you had so many uh pages where you turned that were correct mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i am considering all of that so though we died you made it completely through one story without dying and then we simply entered a second story which you died in so i'm considering all of that as far as if the deity stays yours or if it comes over to my side, because now you are going to be reading a story and I'm going to pick the adventure. So as a wrap up on yours, what are the highlights and lowlights of the, your return to the Carnival of Horrors? Well, this was actually the <clears throat> the Carnival of Horrors. The first Give Yourself Goosebumps book was the first Give Yourself Goosebumps book. Yes. So this literally 
was a return for me to the Carnival of Horrors. And this was your f- second matchup against Big so, Al. Yeah, so it felt— Or third, depending on what time has said. Yeah, it felt good to get back in there. Uh, I tried to avoid the games because those always do me dirty. And one trust the Floyd. Why. Yeah, and I should not have trusted Floyd, but I just thought it was the right thing to do. But so, uh, so the highlights probably were the time tunnel. I liked Ernie. Mm-hmm. I do think Ernie helped at the helped end there. at least to a degree. Uh, yeah, we it's you know, it was it was sure. the friends we made along the way. Yeah, it was definitely the friends we made along the, the way. Squid Nearby girl and the roller coaster, yeah. I think. Yeah. So this episode has gotten through the book. Unfortunately, uh, we have died in this. Thank you, Toddy. Next up, we're going into a uh, deep dark tunnel in the return to Terror Tower. Now we went through uh, a roller coaster. We had a robotic Tyrannosaurus Rex that almost killed us. Met a guy named Ernie, felt, uh, fought some squids. So a lot in a day's work on Thrifty. Secondhand shopping for worm people. This is your host, Toddy. With Lucas holding the very powerful troll deity, we were going through R.L. Stein's Give Yourself Goosebumps. And I read a story that Lucas tried to choose his own adventure and get out of the park And as we went through the Carnival of Horrors. I myself uh, am going to have to choose my ad- own adventure. And what we're going to do here is, if, I, uh, if my tale is more telling and more vile and more fun than Lucas's, I will win the troll deity from Lucas. But if I die early or it's not as fun, Lucas will retain the troll deity because last week's Goosebumps was one of the best Goosebumps or maybe the best Goosebumps we've ever had. So I'm hoping that this is uh, just part of it. But what do we have on deck today, Lucas? Well, I, in the name of Returns, am holding a Return to Terror Tower. <clears throat> Reading the back here, it says, Pack your bags and get going. Back in time. Need a vacation? Nothing beats traveling. But now you're stuck time traveling back to the Middle Ages. It's no joke. Remember an Eddie Sue from A Night in Terror Tower, Goosebumps number 27? I do. Me as well. Well, in this book, their story continues, and you're in it. Can you help Eddie and Sue escape from the tower again? You'll have to get past a ferocious dragon and lots of soldiers with very sharp swords, and you'll have to use your head or lose it to the evil executioner, capital E on that executioner. The choice is yours in this scary Goosebumps adventure packed with over 20 super spooky endings. A lot of endings. Now, the original Tower of Terror Goosebumps uh, episode, like TV episode, Mm -hmm. very much uh, well played in not only the household currently, but as a kid, I also have it on VHS. This R.L. Stein's Choose Your Own Adventure is one of the later series ones, which we haven't read, not on Thrifty or on Fake Ritual before. So this tale is a completely new tale than any of us know, and we're returning to the Tower of Terror. So I'm hoping I could get myself through this adventure, and Roaches, definitely, when there are choices, uh, whether to turn to one page or turn to another page, Definitely at home, lock in your answers so you could be more right than us. <laughs> the Lord Who? You stare at your friends Eddie and Sue Morgan. Sue scowls. 
The Lord High Executioner, she repeats. We told you about him already. Are you even listening? I'm listening, I'm listening, you answer. But this story is a little hard to keep up with. You munch another cookie and take a swig of milk. The truth is, you aren't really listening. The three of you just got out of school. It's a warm spring day. There's a breeze blowing. Now that you've had a snack in the Morgan's kitchen, you want to go outside and ride your bike, maybe have an adventure, if that's even possible in your rinky-dink little town. Wow. And I'm sassy. Wow. Uh, but, or you're sassy. Sorry, yes. you're sassy. I'm sassy. This is my tale. You're reading it. Yeah, sorry. Yes. But Sue and Eddie insist on telling this crazy story first about how they're actually a prince and princess from medieval England. Yeah, you think. And I'm the president of the United States. <laughs> Sassy. Yeah, you are kind of mean here, huh? Page two. Sue pushes a lock of blonde hair out of her eyes and keeps talking. Over 800 years ago, our father was the king of England. Like I said, I was Princess Susanna and Eddie was Prince Edward. Our father was a good king. He treated his subjects kindly. Eddie and I were to step into father's place as rulers of England. Sue, Eddie, reality check. Your father is Professor Morgan, you interrupt. He teaches history at the university. He's not our real father, Eddie says. Where's your real father then? He's dead, Eddie replies. Damn. (laughs) You see a cold, hard look in his eyes. He was murdered by our uncle. After that, Uncle Robert had himself made king. He used magic to turn the nobles against us. And he had help, Sue adds with the same hard look, from the world's most cruel, evil man, the Lord High Executioner. I'm glad we got some world building, so if nobody read the first one. Well, the first one wasn't a choose-your-own-adventure. This one is. That is worth pointing out. So, fake dad. Fake dad's a teacher. Real dad's dead as shit. And... Yeah, some time travel stuff. Yes. Uh, But yeah, now we're on to page three here. The Lord High Executioner, you repeat. A chill races up your spine. He's a twisted, evil man, Eddie declares. He loves to inflict pain and suffering. After Uncle Robert became king, the executioner locked us in the tower. It's a terrible place, full of instruments of torture. We were being kept there until the executioner could burn us at the stake. Eddie shivers and goes silent. Sue picks up the story. Our father's wizard, Morgrid, rescued us. He sent us to this time, your time. We were in London, but the executioner followed us. He kidnapped us and took us back to the past, and he almost killed us again. There's that time travel stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Morgrid saved us for the second time. He brought us to this time again, and we moved all the way to the United States. Now Morgrid stays with us and pretend he pretends he's our father. <laughs> oh, cool. Got it. <laughs> Pretend fathers are fine. Like, just telling someone this story and ex- being, like, upset that they're not buying it. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's... did you not know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When she finishes, there's silence in the room. It's a crazy story. No kidding. And you're beginning yeah. to think that Eddie and Sue believe it. Does that mean your friends are crazy? Maybe you should get out of here. There's still plenty of time to go for a bike ride. Or maybe you should stay with your friends. So I forgot to announce uh, ahead of time, but now we have two choices. Yes, uh, two choices. This is our first choice. And this choice, this this is an early choice because usually it's like three, four, five mm-hmm. pages before yeah. a choice. So we're choosing one right now. So if you hit the open road, we're going to turn to page 53. Or if you hang out with Eddie and Sue, turn to page 105. Hit the open road on 53 or hang out with Eddie and Sue. Uh, well, Eddie and Sue uh, did make it through the tower of terror prior um but i want to start out clean slate i want to hit that open road what do you think roaches at home hit that open road page 53 let's see yeah, blank slate. Let, let's see 
page 53, open road. I'm so out of here, you tell Eddie and Sue. You stand up and walk toward the kitchen door. Fuck them. Wait, Sue cries. We need your help. My help, you answer. I think you both need help from someone else, like maybe a shrink. Wow. You push through the screen door and pick up your bike, which was lying on the Morgan's front lawn. As you pedal down the road, you breathe a big sigh of relief. Wow, you think. My friends are really losing it. Unfortunately, they're also your only friends in the neighborhood. After you pedal around alone for an hour, you decide to head home. What a bore, you think, flopping onto the couch and you're dead. Hanging out alone really stinks. And in this Give Yourself Goosebumps book, it also means the end. No way. <laughs> yeah. Nuh-uh. Yeah. No, you're kidding me. Yeah. What the, the fuck? The troll deity is mine. You're serious? I hit the open road and claim independence, and that's it? Well, I I think we should. I well, what we can I could just put this on the other episode then. <laughs> and we could, that could be it, and then we could just do this another time. So, uh, two stories. We heard two stories today, and uh, I'll tell you what. I think one is definitely better than the other story. <laughs> yeah. Holy cow! There is no argument what has happened there here. There is no argument. We will at some time get back to this book, but it's the end. Wow. It, it is the end. <laughs> so uh, it looks like, Lucas, from Fake Ritual, um, you have retained the troll deity. Now, you have won by some weird uh, science here because you won the deity because you had A, B, C, and D all filled out answers. Yes. And you did use... Sort of a cheat, of the, sort of a technicality, but I pled you yes. know, uh, ignorance. Sure, and you got the troll. This week, you lead us through a giant it. adventure. So you not only redeemed maybe the soft winning of the troll, but you crushed me <laughs> in this week's challenge. We had two Goosebumps books, oh. and we got through... One in almost two hours, the other nearly seconds. <laughs> wow. So the troll wow. deity comes home to team fake ritual. So that means in the next coming weeks, if our schedule's alive, <laughs> you will be you will be back to defend the troll deity again. So uh, yes, and I will be back with the correctly formatted questions, no more technicalities. But you crushed it. So the roller coaster remains the highlight because apparently in the Goosebumps universe, you will never live on the open road. Get roached. <laughs>